lived most of my life in the city, and I don't don't try to hide the fact that I'm a city boy. But years ago, my wife and I decided to move down to Costa Rica and live in a small little farming town down there. There's about 6,000 people. We were the only foreigners in town. I was the tallest guy in town, literally. And we got to learn a ton of cool stuff, right? Being around farmers all the time, just learning about agriculture and animals and crops and things I just didn't know about being a city boy. We also got to learn about some of their cool cultural traditions and participate in parades. And being a farming town, a lot of those parades reflected their agricultural heritage. So I remember these parades featured a prominent Costa Rican symbol of their culture, which is this ox and and the ox cart. So I remember watching this parade and seeing this massive beast of an animal with this ox marching slowly through the streets, pulling the ox cart behind him, only like three feet away from these little kids, these toddlers. And I remember thinking, wait a second, is this safe? Are the kids going to get trampled by this ox? But all the Costa Ricans seemed to have no issue with it. And they were just like, hey, pura vida, which is kind of their national slogan, which means basically it's all good and everything's good. So I just kind of went along with it. But it struck me that this massive, powerful animal was just totally under the control of its master because of the yoke. My name's Stephen Seabolt. My name is Ernie Wagoner. This is Devout, an invitation to pause and set our mind on things above. Today we're going to talk about the yoke. In Matthew 11, Jesus says this statement. He says, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. Then he goes on, he says, take my yoke upon you. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. There's this dichotomy that he gives, this conflicting reality of two yokes. There is the yoke that we carry and there's the yoke that he offers. He says, take my yoke upon you. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. There's a dichotomy between the two yokes that we carry. The yoke that we have because of the fracture of sin in our own life. And then there's the yoke that Jesus offers to us. See, if we're honest with ourselves and we're willing to be reflective and and self-aware, we all have yokes that we carry. I, I carry yokes myself. I've been following Jesus for years, but I have a, a yoke that I carry of longing to be approved and to be accepted, longing to have what it takes, and it, and it weighs upon me. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, we try to find satisfaction and fulfillment in the things that God has given to us in, in jobs or in relationships or in good gifts that God has given to us And yet the problem is, if we look at the text, Jesus says to to receive freedom from this yoke, it's not going to the job promotion. It's not going to the relationship. It's not going to someone praising you. It's coming to Jesus. And it's in that place of coming to Jesus that we're able to find the liberty from this heavy yoke that we carry and to receive the easy yoke that Jesus offers to us. And I think coming to Jesus can be tough because he is both Savior and Lord. You know, we're good with the Savior part, but the Lord part, mm, that can be be tough. When you think about a yoke, it's not really an attractive thing that we want to take on. I don't don't care how easy your yoke is or how light your burden is. Um, There's just an instinctive rejection of, of taking on a yoke because that sounds like I'm an ox that needs direction. And we think, well, that's where you're wrong. I don't need direction. I'm doing just fine. When we think we don't need a yoke to guide us, 
I think we have a false view of ourselves. We, we underestimate how heavy the load is that we're carrying, right? We don't see the burden appropriately that we're carrying. And we also underestimate how much we really need the direction and guidance from Jesus's yoke. Every yoke will control you and guide you. When we carry heavy yokes, those things control us and guide us. When we put on Jesus's yoke, he controls and guides us. Something will be your Lord. Something will control and guide you. The yoke of Jesus is Jesus himself, who is gentle and humble in heart. This is the the beautiful paradox to me. We think of a yoke as a tool for a controlling micromanager. But with Jesus, the yoke is a guide from a master who is all-wise and gentle and humble. Yeah, we all have yokes and we all have lords. There's never been one human being who has ever lived apart from Jesus who hasn't had a a yoke or a Lord that, like you said, was controlling and, and guiding them. And so we have to ask the question for ourselves, what is your yoke? What is the thing that is driving you? What is the thing that's controlling or motivating or creating ambition in you? What is the thing that is, is driving your ship? What is the thing that is moving you in the direction that you're going? And if we're not careful and not aware, we can allow these lords to control us and not even know it. And so it's so important. This, this dialogue is just so significant that our yokes are the very thing that make us weary. Our yokes are the very thing that make us worn down and exhausted. And so Jesus invites us to come again and again and again to himself. Not to come to self-help, not come to just some general spirituality, but to come to himself, those who are weary and heavy laden, and to gain rest and to exchange. And that's the key part that I I find in this text. It's a surrender of our yoke. It's a surrender of, okay, Jesus, I have longings for acceptance. I have Jesus, longings to be affirmed and to be approved. And I surrender those to you. I give you that yoke and I exchange those yokes, those longings for things, looking for it in people that won't give me what I need, that won't speak to the longing of my soul. I give those to you, Jesus, and I take on your yoke that says, you have nothing to prove, that says, You're loved on your best day and your worst day that says, I care about you regardless of what you've done in the past, that there's nothing that you have done that's too far from my wrath-absorbing love, that those are the things that are spoken to me when I exchange my yoke with his. Every yoke has a master and every master will lead us down a road of destruction. Yet Jesus, as our yoke, is the one who is gentle and humble in heart. And so as, as we close this, I think it's important for us to ask, what, what is the yoke that is driving our ship? What is the thing that's motivating us? And to be honest enough to exchange those things and in return to receive the life of Jesus, to receive the joy of Jesus, to receive the freedom of Jesus, the hope of Jesus, and to find rest for our souls. See you next time. <laughs>